Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters Made on this Friday, the 22nd of September 2023. We have a massive weekend of racing ahead of us right up and down the uh, the eastern seaboard. We've got Toowoomba Cup Day, of course, uh, locally. Going to be a massive day out there on the Darling Downs tomorrow. We've got the Golden Rose meeting at uh, Rose Hill. And, of course, at Caulfield, we've got the Underwood Stakes. So uh, spring has really... It's not hotting up now, Sammy Highland. It's hot up. And how was... There's such a word, hot up. Hotted up. Who knows? Anyway, he's back from Melbourne. He's looking uh, tanned. Been in the warm weather down there. Sammy? I tell you what, uh, Chris, great to be with you uh, on this Friday afternoon. And I tell you what, uh, yeah, refreshed. Uh, We had a good time uh, down in Melbourne. And uh, uh, look, uh, the weather was amazing. Couldn't believe it. It was shorts and T-shirt every day and uh, so good. So uh, was, You took it with you. It was really good fun. Uh, hosted the uh, the Must Trooper event uh, last Saturday night. Look, I'm going to say it wasn't my best work, but uh, but anyway, it's a uh, it's tough gig, that hosting, I tell you. Tough only, gig. I mean, hard I, to get I, a laugh. It's I, hard to get a laugh. It's so much easier doing radio not funny, and television. I'm not funny when you've got, well, when you've got an audience and – you might drop a couple of quick uh, lines early on and you don't get much of a response, <laughs> then you know you, oh, you, you just feel like walking back to the car and going home. It's a but tough I, gig. I must say, as the night wore on, uh, uh, everybody got right into it and had uh, really good fun and there was some uh, <laughs> some great winners and, uh, yeah, great to reflect on a great season of uh, jumps racing. And, of course, jumps racing brings the fun back to racing this winter. Is that the slogan? Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Haven't you heard this the winter? Ads? When's haven't, winter? Haven't you heard the winter's ads? a long way off? But yeah, I know it'll be here before you know it. That's it. That's it. Uh, all righty. Now, as I said, a huge day of racing ahead, Sam. We'll touch on some tips later in the show. But uh, Golden Rose, Underwood Stakes, the Underwood Stakes looks a good. I'm looking forward to seeing without a fight return a horse that was so good up here during the winter. Yeah, well, I think uh, he's a ripper horse. It's just you know, all the classy horses are stepping out this weekend and. Uh, it's great to see, isn't it? It's good. It's good. Uh, good weekend of punting when you've got these uh, good races on. It is. And uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the good horses coming back. Obviously, horses that uh, are looking for to looking ahead to the to the Melbourne Cup also. Um, but yeah, it's an exciting race. I'm a big fan of Tuvalu. I think uh, if he has a bit of luck from that gate. Uh, I think he can win. It's uh, but yeah, it is a good race without a fight. Uh, he's drawn a little bit sticky too, so uh, a bit of luck will be needed. I went out to Caulfield uh, during mm-hmm. the week, Chris. My uh, mother lives around the corner in in Malvern, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just wanted to have a look at that little and? bike track that they've got in the middle. And as expected, it's a bike track. Did you take your pushy and go for a spin around. Oh. I just, I tell you what, I had to have the left hand down just pulling the inside <laughs> rein the whole time because it's turn, 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 turn. But, uh, so when are, are we going to race on that at some stage? Is yeah, that, well, they're, go, they're going to race on it. I think they've got plans to, to have uh, at least 20 meetings on it. So um, mm. interesting, interesting times. But, uh, yeah, I, I uh, don't think it'll be great spectacle. Uh, it's almost like, well, it is. It's like a trial track. So I think mm. if you draw a good gate and jump and put yourself on speed, that'll be your Bit go. of Kilcoy about it. Yeah, bit of Kilcoy. <laughs> 
Uh, of course, as I said, uh, Rose Hill has the Golden Roses, some very, very smart three-year-olds there. Charmstone, Shinzu, Militarised, Cylinder. But locally, we see Yellow Brick return at Toowoomba, Sam, which is something we were all looking forward to. So exciting. Uh, he's a really exciting horse. And I tell you what, hasn't he come up short? Uh, the yeah, Sears camp, I think they'll have a big day at uh, on their home track. And uh, obviously, Yellow Brick, steady, ready. Uh, he can. He'll open the card with a win. I would. I think. don't know about that. Oh wow! Dollar seventy pop, and you're risking him. You're I don't gonna... know about that. Oh, he'll be winning. He'll be devastating. Winning. Could could beat him. Okay. He's got to jump from a wide gate, and there's a little bit of speed drawn inside. But he is quick. But uh, yeah, I'm not saying he can't win. But I just don't like that price. I think he'll be winning. Uh, but yeah, Yellow Brick can't wait to see him. Uh, he's a favourite of ours, isn't he? And uh, you know, we've yep. been part of, uh, we've been with him the we whole have. way through and, uh, he's an exciting horse and, and, uh, yeah, I, I think he'll be winning, uh, the Wheatwood. Been teary at times too, the trip with Yellow Brick, especially <laughs> oh, during well, the winter. It was a oh, bit teary. Well. Yeah. Wet tracks will do that too. Yes. And yeah. you know, there's horses that are brilliant horses, uh, you know, they're, they're not at their best on, on shifty ground, you know, and that's the case with this horse. Uh, it won't be shifty so, tomorrow. No, he's so sharp that uh, he needs the top of the ground, I would think. Uh, now, I was going to ask you about Antino and Skirt the Law last week, but I'll wait for that um, later on. Now, talking point, uh, Giga Kick goes straight to the Everest uh, due to the tough run first up in the uh, the McEwen. Connections are going to bypass the, uh, the Premier Stakes, which was going to be a really hot race, still will be next week in Sydney, and they're just going to go straight into the Everest. So it goes straight into the Everest. Sunshine in Paris goes straight into the Everest. Uh, that one of Peter Moody's. I keep wanting to call it Turn Me Loose, but it's not called Turn Me Loose. Uh, I wish I win. I wish I win. Yeah, I don't know why. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> I wish I win uh, goes straight into the Everest as well. So um, interesting times. Giga Kick, the Connections, once again, blamed the tough run that they had first up, Sam. Yeah. it's Well, you know, Clayton's a, he's a good trainer and uh, he would know best. So yep. uh, between Clayton and Rocket, Douglas and uh, Jonathan Munns, I'm sure they've uh, they've got a good plan going forward. Um, you know, it is it is what it is. Willow put his hand up and said it, it wasn't ideal and, and that's okay. That's, that's how it happened. You know, it's... Uh, uh, it, I don't know. I'm starting to go off giga kick a bit now. Really? Oh, I am. I think he was pretty good. Fan, I must say, I, don't uh, know now. I I I do say that um, that was that race. That Imperatriz was outstanding in that race. And I it, I watched that race and went, wow, how soft was that? Uh, you know, obviously the 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 odd way in in where how giga kick was, you know, midway through the race taking off and whatever. But then. When you watched Imperatriz in the run to the line, it was dead set like a trial. It yeah. was so soft. And so, you know, it's very exciting for that horse going forward. Well, at this stage, still not going to the Everest, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, you know, everyone's got their price at the end of the day. And I don't know, I'd be surprised not to see her there. I, I certainly hope she is there because she adds a lot more to it. Overpass is now in, gets a slot, ran second last week, was beaten by Private Eye, who also is in. So, Overpass gets a gig in the Everest. Uh, training partnerships, Sammy. What's going on with training partnerships? <laughs> we had Renita Beaton on the show the other week because she teamed up with Gillian Heinrich. Now it's over. I don't know what happened there. But oh, is it over? That's done and dusted. They've they've cancelled that one. So oh, Gillian's really? back. I don't know what Renita's doing, but Gillian's back with the horses. Ah. So uh, that was a shame. Didn't last gee, long. It, is. it was a shame because, uh, gee, I backed that horse on... Uh... <laughs> 
on Wednesday, which was a great result. Winning it. There you go. Might have yeah. been the last runner for the partnership. Oh. I'm not sure. Tommy Button and Ryan Tyrrell, uh, they've been together a little while as a training partnership. Uh, they're going to dissolve that as well. But there's a reason for that. Tommy Button's moving his horses or has moved a few to Bowen. He's going to train out of Bowen. So obviously okay. Ryan Tyrrell probably didn't want to go up there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he'll be sending a lot of his horses around at Rockhampton. So that's uh, some training partnership news. Jai Williams is an apprentice that's just been bobbing up at Toowoomba, I've noticed a few times recently, and riding some winners on the Gold Coast Poly Track. He rode five on Pink Ribbon Day last week, Sam. Shades of Bailey Wheeler here last season. How good. Yeah. Five winners in a day is yeah. uh, a big effort anywhere. I think there was only seven races too. That's, uh, that think. is fantastic. Five winners. Speaking of Bailey Wheeler, we know how successful he's been. He's now on loan to Annabelle Neesham. For three months at least. So, of course, Chris Anderson brought him up here from New South Wales. Did a terrific job, uh, but now on loan to Annabelle Neesham. So he's going to get some pretty good opportunities to ride some good horses. Yeah, well, he's a. Uh, we've spoken about him on numerous occasions on, on this show and the Darling Download. He's a great talent and, and uh, yeah, he's just going to keep improving. And I guess uh, Annabelle Neesham, well, she's got so many bullets, hasn't she? Big yep. team and... Uh, to be involved with that stable could only uh, mean more winners, I would think. Yeah, and look, I'd say if he rides a lot of winners for Annabelle uh, during that time, there's every chance he'll find himself back in New South Wales and, and getting some rides on some good horses of hers in Sydney, perhaps. So it's a good move for uh, for Bailey Wheeler, who continues to ride very, very well. Uh, last week, we had racing at Eagle Farm. It was a tough old day, Sam. I don't know if you were watching any of those races from Melbourne or not, but it was a tough one. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did watch a, a, a couple of races, and uh, yeah, well, well, it's it was tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it, it can be like that though, can't this it? This time of year, it can be tough. There's not a lot between these horses, and uh, you know, the ones that get the good runs and the things when they pan out uh, generally win the races. Hard to say was good. I thought winning uh, the class six race number eight that was three wins this prep for hard to say. Uh, Ash Morgan rode. What happened to Ash Morgan? He came to Brisbane, then he disappeared again. Remember right. we had him on the show. He was yeah. moving up here, and uh, next right. thing you know, he'd gone back down across the border. So, obviously, he didn't like something about <laughs> Brisbane. Maybe it was the warm weather. It's I don't know hot. what it was. Too hot. Too hot. He is an Englishman, isn't he? Uh, is he did he? have an accent yes, from somewhere in that part right. of the world. So, so maybe it was too warm for him. So, uh, that was the meeting last week. Not a lot of other highlights, really. Ostermeyer winning the distance race. Uh, they just take in turns. They do. They dead set take in turns. Lamality, who failed the week before, got up and won. Uh, Canadian dancer won. I thought there was a moral in the last Cornella. They ran uh, third and <laughs> sixth. There you go, Sammy. <laughs> uh, today's guest on the show, just the one guest today, but we're really looking forward to chatting to him, and it's Robbie Frad. We had we can say, Sammy, we've had only one guest on this show that has gone over the break. We normally go to a break uh, and finish up with our guest. <laughs> Robbie Frad is the only one that we've carried over because we enjoyed chatting to him so much. So we'll catch up with Robbie Obviously, he's not riding these days, but he's mentoring. What else is he doing? Is he playing golf? Is he doing other things? Who knows? But we'll find out with Robbie. And we'll talk to you about Macau as well, because you and Robbie are all over Macau, and we still have that rumour that Macau might close down. Yeah, it's uh, it's nothing set in stone as yet, is it? But uh, it's uh, I know that there is, uh, there's not many horses in training there in Macau anymore. And uh, so you would think that, um, well, it would take something – uh, pretty big to to turn things around there. What about? I think we've spoken in the past about these race courses, particularly in America, that just closed down. And there's been a lot of them lately. And there's another one during the week, Turf Paradise. 
Oh, really? In, oh, uh, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Close down. And I noticed that uh, it's closing down because the owner, he's just had enough and he wants to spend more time with his family. He's, he's run it for 31 years. Really? And he's just decided, he, and he's put a price on it, um, which was taken, but it's going to now be um, turned into, develop, or developed into um, warehousing or land or houses or something like that. Okay. But got me thinking, we don't have any race courses in this country that are privately owned, do we? No. no. Isn't that a good thing? Well, yeah, and, and uh, it would be, I mean, as we've just seen recently with John Singleton, you know, who had a big racing yep. empire and, and then sort of has got to the point where he said, you know, I don't, I don't want to continue in at this level and this big anymore. And, and so I would imagine that would be a similar style of thing, wouldn't yeah. it? You know, um, because Singo sort of just said, no, nah, had enough or, you know, and winding everything up and everything's been for sale and... Uh, yeah, so it's 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 sad. And, it is sad. I mean, and, these and places just yeah, disappear. It's, it's, uh, a lot of history. We've got some big hitters in our industry that if we didn't have them, uh, yeah, we would, uh, gee, uh, the racing landscape would look very different, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know? We need these people. All righty, Sammy. Let's have a chat about jockey changes. Where has the loyalty gone? Now, we saw what happened last week with Jimmy Orman, who's one of our favourites uh, in Queensland, a good friend of the show, regular contributor. Uh, he wrote Antino, of course, of Flemington. I don't need to go through it all. It's been well documented that uh, he was very, very unlucky, uh, but he's been replaced by Blake Shin, who I think Blake Shin's one of the best riders in the country. Um, so no, no, nothing against Blake Shin and nothing against the owner who has the decision. He can do whatever he wants. He pays the bills. But I mean, Jimmy Orm, and this is obviously Craig Williams is a similar scenario out of the McEwen Stakes. He got replaced. But I read an article or I read a letter, I think, sent to a, a, a newspaper or something during the week that in the old days, you'd be bagging, you could bag jockeys over the fence when they came back to school. Did you ever cop that? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So that definitely. doesn't happen anymore. But everybody's got their speed maps now, and this is where the jockey should be. And if he's not in that particular spot, then he's in the wrong and he's ridden a poor race. I mean, there seems to be a lot of scrutiny on the jockeys these days. Speed maps, they're a tool, but gee whiz. I mean, you can only have one thing go different at the start, and the speed map goes out the window completely. Well, as I say, where's the loyalty? Um, I thought Jimmy Orman was a bit stiff. Oh, I think he was very stiff, uh, but it's the way of the world now, and it's the and it's how racing goes. It's it's very different to, to as opposed to to how it used to be, and and the loyalty, and you know, with Jimmy Orman, my opinion on the ride, I thought he began well, he pressed forward, uh, then the leader comes across, buckets more, he crosses, for Jimmy to hold the front or be on speed like that, he would have had to use his horse. Uh, so, you know, he did the right thing. He, he box seated. Now the run comes and presents itself for probably three strides. Jimmy gives the horse a squeeze to, to improve. The run is there. So, so why wouldn't you go there? He went to go there. The horse, the first thing the horse did was shift out underneath, underneath him. He wasn't comfortable inside horses and taking that inside run and, you know, whether it be that track or that way of going, for whatever reason, the horse the horse didn't help Jimmy one yep. bit yep. and and didn't improve. He, he's there travelling with plenty of horse. He didn't improve into that run and go in a straight line, hence the reason he was disappointed. And then next thing 
once he found momentum again and he got to the line really well and he was he was really stiff. But, you know, uh, I don't think – I don't – it it was just – I don't think the horse helped Jimmy at all. No. So it is uh, it is what it is. But, you know, these it's big money. People, owners, you know, pay training fees and – uh, and it's their call. And so as for the... it, it is what it is. It's um, but you know I can I can tell a a story uh, from back in the day. My dad was Jim Maloney's jockey, his whole career. So he went in the stable at at uh, fifteen, went in the stable at at fifteen, and he finished his career being Jim Maloney's jockey at I think forty six. So. Uh, spent his whole career as the stable jockey for the Maloney stable. Jim Maloney had a horse called Misty Vane that Brent Thompson won on. Uh, didn't have dad's weight and Brent Thompson uh, won a significant race on it. And then uh, the next start, it, it had dad's weight and dad was going to ride the horse. And the owner said, oh, you know, I think we should keep Brent on the horse. And Jim Maloney said, you know, when the conditions were, when you come to my stable, if it has Pat's weight, um, you... You know, you have to put Pat on. Yep. He's, he's the stable jockey. Now, um, the owner took the horse off Jim Maloney and gave it to George Hanlon. It went on to, to run third in a new market, that horse, uh, Misty Vane. It was, it was a really good horse. Um, but that was the loyalty. Jim Maloney was like, well, this is my jockey. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then it got to the point where that owner was – Saying, okay, I'm going to give it to someone else unless you put. And he said, I oh, will no, take it to someone loyal. else. This yeah. is this is where it's at. You know, Pat Highland is my jockey, and so you know we don't we don't see loyalty like that. Um, that you know, I'm just using that example as because I know firsthand how how you know it was such an important thing that trainer jockey relationship and the loyalty of my dad and Jim Maloney was unbelievable. You know, dad could have, I think dad could have won on Gadam Gadam and he rode Blue Sean in the Melbourne Cup. Like Blue Sean was, I think, big odds and, and finished down the track and Gadam Gadam won the Melbourne Cup. Loyalty like, works, both, but works, works both ways. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So it's, um, but yeah, we, we don't see it anymore, do we? And, uh, but I, I feel for Jimmy Orman in, in this scenario because I don't think I don't I don't think uh I think the circumstances of the fact that the horse didn't he he didn't uh you know he didn't take the run and improve into the race in a true fashion he, he wanted to get out underneath him and you know he and then obviously he got stitched up so it's you know. Great to see Jimmy Orman come out and ride multiple winners on Wednesday and great to see Tony Golan come out on the front foot and say, Jimmy, Jimmy Orman will ride a lot more winners for me. Isn't it a good way to, to respond when something like that happens and then uh, and you go to the races and and then bang out a couple of winners and you just go, well, but, you Up know, yours. he's, he's <laughs> uh, a terrific jockey, Jimmy Orman, and, and a fantastic bloke and, and you know, yep. it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's just something that happens in in you know what, career, Sam? isn't it? It's yeah. called gambling for a reason. I'll tell you what, I, punters. I'd have thrown a tantrum. I used to throw a tantrum when I got sacked off on a band style. So uh, <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine the sick feeling that it was. You know? All righty, racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Today we raced at Ewan. Was a Ewan Cup today, Sammy? But tomorrow we're racing, of course, at Toowoomba for the Cup, the Wheatwood, the Guineas, and the Paddo Show, the Mashani Paddo Show. Which I'm sure we'll get to that later in the show. The Longreach Cup is a tab meeting tomorrow. Uh, we also race at the Gold Coast on the Poly Track.
And we're back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Some country meetings as well. Taroom have their cup today, or tomorrow, sorry. And Twin Hills, another Friday, Saturday meeting, have their cup. Twin Hills is 354 kilometres southwest of Mackay, if you're thinking of jumping in the car semi and, and heading up that way. All right, young Sam, you've uh, decided on the music for this week. Where did you? Why'd you pull that song, Hunters and Collectors? Footy finals theme, Chris. Yeah, have they played at the grand final, the AFL grand final, for the last six hundred years? Yeah, I'm pretty. And I'm pretty sure they will be for the next six hundred yeah, years it, as well. I know they're playing Good. this year. Yeah, Good them stuff. and them and Kiss. Good stuff. Gene Simmons is going to get up there on stage. He's 74 years old, Gene you Simmons. You love a bit of Kiss. You love a bit of Kiss. <laughs> going to be very F- Finish the show off with Kiss, Chris, eh? Yeah, always finish with a Kiss. All right. All right. Um, speaking of Kisses, Robbie Fred. We haven't caught up with Robbie for some time, uh, Sammy. Always good to chat to Robbie. Just want to find out what he's doing these days other than the mentoring role that he's doing so well. Robbie, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, yeah. Uh, afternoon, guys. All well? Yes, all is well with us. Uh, we just wanted to check in with you. Now, you're doing a, a tremendous job, we know, with Ange Jones, uh, with the mentoring. She's had a great season just gone, and she's really uh, picking up in the last few weeks. Uh, is there anyone else at this stage you've got on your mentoring books as well, other than Ange? Yeah, I've I'm, I'm got Malia Castle, um, and then um, I've got um, Adam Campton's little boy. He's probably just started his trials now. So that was actually something I was really looking forward to because he's starting from scratch. Yep. So um, as you know, Ange and Malia, they've been riding for, for a couple of seasons now. So, um, but to start from scratch and then I can get a kind of drumming to him certain things about the industry before he goes out there and he starts to ride. And um, so that, that's a, that's a big plus and I'm looking forward to um, working with him. What's his name? His name is Jace. Um, McClurry, okay. I think. I think that's his. No, that's right. I could be wrong, but I know his first name's Jace. That's but, right. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a good kid, you know, guys, and um, good head on his shoulders, and um, you know, it's um, it's a pleasure to work with this little boy. Now we've had Ange Jones on a couple of times in the last probably six months, and we've asked her about the role that you've played in in helping her, and she said it's just. It's fantastic to be able to talk to someone who's ridden in a race and knows where I'm coming from rather than go and, you know, talk to the trainer after the race that's never ridden. It's just, just such an advantage, and that's obviously shown with her form. Yeah, 100%. Look, um, look, there's times where, you know, trainers obviously come back and they're a little bit upset about it, and, um, you know, and, and then Ange and I will talk about it, and I'll, I'll probably say, look, I don't think you did much wrong, you know. It was just circumstances. Um, whereas the trainer might look at it a different different way, but I don't get too involved with, you know, kind of discussing with the trainer. I mean, as you know, she's a Tony Golan's a big supporter of her, and um, Tony can read a race. So when Tony thinks she's done something wrong, um, we're on the same page, you know. And Ange, Ange, she she she's great. She'll come back and put her hands up um, if she's done something wrong, and say, yeah, I should have done that straight away before I even say anything. So she's she's pretty good at that. But then there's oh certain times when I'll just say, look, Ange, I don't think you did much wrong. You know, circumstances just got the better of you. Simple as that. Um, and and that's why it's better that we, we, we discuss it like this. And um, I drive up there on Mondays and we talk about the weekend, about the rides and everything, and uh, we discuss it. And um, still now, she gets on the mechanical horse and 
she wants to learn and wants to better herself. So, um, yeah, she's, she's lovely to work with, and um, I think she's going to be a good rider in the future. Robbie, uh, your background, obviously, uh, you started in South Africa, and they have a fantastic uh, academy over there for you know, teaching and nurturing apprentices on their way through. And I think something that we, we miss here, and hence the reason why uh, it's so important to have somebody like you involved with the apprentices um, uh, now, and, and especially with how much racing we have and, and how hectic the, the sport is. But over your time, you've been in racing a long time, you know, from, from way back when when you went through the academy uh, in South Africa to to how it is now. Racing has changed so much. I, I would imagine that the academy uh, back in the day was, was pretty strict, oh, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, yeah, it was. It was it was one of those five-year apprenticeships where you know it's going to be tough. Look, I would say the, probably the first three, three years are the toughest. Um, after that, you become a senior apprentice and um, it gets a lot better. Uh, but uh, the first three years is very, very hard. It's... it's um, it's kind of where you, if you can't kind of stand the heat in the kitchen, you just get out. It's simple as that. And the door's there and they won't stop you, <laughs> you know. So um, if you, there were, like I said before, I've, I've, I've told people before, there were 21 of us that in my year that joined the academy that year, um, I think 81, and 21 of us went in. And after six months, five of us were left. Wow. Um, because the rest just weren't going to make it. And they were, get, they were told, look, you're not going to make it, unfortunately. Um, they didn't waste a couple of years of the, of, the, of the kids' time, you know. It was like six months and said, look, you're not going to make it all. And, and some of them just left on their own accord because it, it was too tough. So five of us were left behind. And um, I think um, it, it, it was a great experience, but it was tough. But you know what? It built, built us up for the future. It made us stronger for the future. Well, we you live know, in a, um, to handle the good times and handle the bad times as well. I was going to say we live in a softer world now, Robbie. Do you think it's still as hard there as it was in those days, or it's a bit softer that the apprentices school? No, it's it's way softer. There's yeah. there's, there's no bullying like it happened with us. There's no, um, you know, it, it it's more. It's still an academy, and they still teach them the basics, learn how to ride, and and probably you know look after them every day, but. I think as, as the tough part of it, um, I think that's gone because um, our senior apprentices in our days were just ruthless, simple as that. Um, I mean, you're in your third, your second year, you, you start riding in races, you beat a fourth-year apprentice, and he says, oh, 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 you think you're good. Wait till we get back to the academy. I'll sort you out. And they did, you know what I mean? So, but you copped it, you know what I mean? You copped it and you, you know, and, and, and off you went and you, you moved on. And, um, but it was, you know, it was going to happen all the time. And I think just recently uh, there was obviously uh, a, a, a big deal uh, only last week with Racing Victoria coming out and and uh, saying about, you know, the initiations that went on with, with apprentices back in the day and rah, rah, and sort of, you know, such yes. a big deal and all the rest of it. But, you know, when when I was reading through it and, and then, you know, you're sort of talking with – lay people that are not understanding racing so much and saying how terrible it was and whatever. And I was just like, well, it's just what happened, you know, like it was, it, you know, I mean, you know what? It only made you stronger for, for later on. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that it sort of stuff. And, and that's it. It's, and I'm sure it happened you in know? so many different industries and not that I'm saying, not that I'm saying that, it, that it's, 
it's okay and whatever. But um, I just it it was it was something that that uh, you know you, you it made you tougher for for as you say later on in your career, didn't it, Robbie? Well, it did. It's like high school when you got you know you you did something wrong. I was in the principal's office three times a week. I got cane three times a week, you know, <laughs> but it was part and parcel of, of high school those days and growing up and, you know, um, when your, your, your mother or your father or whatever just gave you a flatty for doing, you know, something that you're not supposed to do. It was the way of life. Yeah. It was simple. It didn't make me, turn me into a bad person no. or a person with issues or, yeah. or whatever. Yes, it, it, it didn't do that. But look, nowadays I think it's good to be a little bit tough, but, you know, there's a certain limit you're going to have to go to because things are changed now. Yeah, of course. Um, but they just need to know in this industry, it's a cutthroat industry. It's it's dog eats dog, simple as that. And, and um, it's, a, it's a bit like... it's got to be tough. It's a bit like, Robbie, with what uh, has happened recently with, with Giga Kick and, and Craig Williams. And, um, you know, I, I, Chris and I spoke about it last week and, and I said... Well, you know what? It just happens. It's, I mean, people get sacked off horses all the time. I, I think it got way too much air and 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 banter about it, like with it being such a big deal. Because at the end of the day, you know what? It's it's the owner's choice. I mean, if if you you give one a sore back, uh, you you know, there's chances are in this day and age you're going to get the chop. And uh, you know, not that that uh, I I was ever. A, at that level that Willow's dealing with now, but you know what? You 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 get chopped on one at one on one, off one at Bandstyle that you've won three in a row on, and and then you got beat on it, and and then someone else got on it. Well, you'd feel ordinary about it, but what can you do? It's it's how it is, and uh, you know it's it's not the end of the world. And, you, and as Jimmy Ormond's responded, uh, we said at the start of the show today, he he responded beautifully on Wednesday, didn't he? he? Just goes out, bangs out a couple of winners, and you know he yep. he didn't lo- he he hasn't lost anything. And and you know as much as I think he was harshly done by it, it is what it is. I mean, it's the owners pay the bills, the owners pay the bills, and and if they want another jockey, they they get another jockey. Hundred percent, Sam. That's the way the industry is. If the owner's quite happy to to move on and put someone else on, that's his priority. You know what I mean? That's his decision. He pays, like you say, he pays the bills. He's bought the horse, spends a lot of money on the horse every month. But at the same time, the jock needs to move on. Let it go. Let yep. it go. Put it behind you and move on. And, and I think we've seen that with both. Jockeys. Yeah, and Willow. Willow's Willow's the same. last they've, Saturday. They've, they've both know? moved on. That's yep. No sour grapes. Hundred percent, Chris. Yep. And I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty of getting sacked. I've been sacked off some of the best ones. I moved on. Yep. It was yeah. simple as that. You're not going to change the outcome. No. You just got to move on, ride your winners, yeah. and um, and just keep going. Forget yeah. about it. As hard as it is, and as as um, heart wrenching as it is, because these are good horses and they don't come around too often. But there will be another one down the line. You know, somewhere down the line, there'll be a decent horse. Robbie, and you'll get on it. Robbie, you, you rode it at the top level uh, all around the world, and uh, something just came to mind now that they reckon Felix Coetzee was was savage on on chasing horses down, and and maybe even Basil Marcus as well. But I think Felix is fam- famous for for hunting down rides from from uh, you know and getting under your neck and getting a good ride. Is that correct? Uh, that, that, yes, yes, I know, but I think Basil was the best at it. Yeah, Basil had the gift of the gab. Basil would be able. To, I'm telling you, Basil, 
he would sell anything to an owner and to a trainer. He was the best. He even said to the bloke, listen, don't, they said, don't have to come in tomorrow and work for us. He said, no, 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 no. I'll come trot it for you around the ring. <laughs> That's Basil Marcus. <laughs> I said, trot around the ring. said, you want to trot run around the ring? I said, um, I'm quite comfortable sitting right here at the moment. Thank you very much. I think I've learned how to trot a horse, but um, anyway, Basil will be able to do it for you. And that's what Basil did, just to get that right. Yeah. He would go and trot horse around the bull ring. Yeah. Um, but that, that was the way he operated, and, and that's, that's what made him successful. Yeah. Robbie? Felix was aggressive. Felix, um, you know, in, in back in my days when I was in South Africa riding, and Felix was riding for a, ter- a trainer called Terence Millard, he, one of our great trainers, um, a lot of pressure on him and on the group one days. And we knew that as apprentices, just keep away from him during the day because that was Felix. And, of course, I had a, a, another jockey that, or apprentice that joined the same time as me, and he used to whistle a lot. <laughs> so he was whistling in the doctor room. It's a group one day. And, of course, out comes Te- Felix stands up. He says, who is the canary in the room? <laughs> of course, the poor bugger got belted. <laughs> we were laughing. Oh. Anyway, well, that's that's how it was, and Felix is 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 you know he matured. He, he's been on the best horses. Um, he's a great rider, and and one thing about him, he's a perfectionist. When he does something, it needs to be done properly, um, and a true professional about everything he does. Like um, now that he's schooling the the kids in Hong Kong, um, so he's there on and off all the time, and um, I think he's doing a great job with him. Now, uh, what are you doing other than? The uh, mentoring side of things, Robbie, you uh, keeping active, you're playing golf or something like that, or got some other work you're, you're doing? Yeah, no, golf is, um, I'm, I'm, I haven't played golf for probably about eight to nine months. Yep. Um, so I'm doing that to get the handicap down. But um, <laughs> Not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing. So when they say, oh, what's your handicap? I say, well, I haven't played, played for eight months, so you can drop it another four or five <laughs> <points>. <laughs> No, I just got, I just kind of go um, a, a little bit of gym, yep. and then I've got something coming up with the Jockey Association. Um, yes. There has to be kind of uh, uh, sealed, stamp and sealed first, um, and then I'll, I'll progress with that, which which sounds interesting. Um, and um, yeah, so other other than that, yeah, just doing the basic things and and not much at the moment. Just a bit of gym, bit of mentoring, and uh, stuff like that. Keep I go to races Wednesdays and Saturdays and. Make sure everything's okay with it, with the girls and all that. So yeah. Now uh, it wasn't your decision. You wouldn't have given up riding if you didn't have to. But uh, are you missing it? I do. You know, I would say I would say the big days I miss. Yeah. You know, the excitement, um, all the guys up here from everywhere else, and I miss that and um, the competitiveness definitely. But um, you know, it, it is what it is, and I've just got to just you know, like, like I keep saying, move on, move on, yeah, um, accept it, and. Um, and then just move on and, and just realize that my career's over. And, you know, especially at my age as well, Chris, you know. Um, yeah, I don't want to be walking around or coming to the races with a little walk or something. You know, no. you know one of those little things, you know, those little trolley things that you I sit know, on. You and you motor, motorized scooter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Donnie pulling in there with my bag at the back with a little motorized scooter or something. <laughs> this looks terrible. And and what, <laughs> what about Robbie racing in South Africa? Uh, Where's where where is it at? Is is it uh, going well? Uh, Sam, it's it's still there. It's it's not too bad. I think it's surviving. Uh, Cape Town's come up a little bit, uh, whereas Cape Town was more like old money and 
it never really, besides the carnival in summer, you know, um, summertime, it wasn't really much. But the guy that the CEO down there, he's really built it up. Uh, Johannesburg's still strong. Durban's doing okay. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, it's resilient. Racing's resilient. It'll survive. Um, they're still going in Zimbabwe, and I thought they would finish 10 years ago, but they're still going. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's a resilient sport, and um, it'll keep going. Do you remember the place where... It's and still, I, still doing okay. I don't know if you ever rode here, Robbie, but there was a place, and it's no longer. I think they closed it down about three years ago, but I remember I used to see it. I don't know what it was. It was called Flamingo Park. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. That's Kimberley. Yes. It was That's a red Kimberley, yes. red dirt or something or other. That track used to see it on TV on a Monday night sometimes on, on Sky. That's right, Chris. They raced there Mondays, I think. Mondays was 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 um, Kimberley's meeting, and uh, yeah, Flamingo Park. I, I it's dirt. It's it's that red soil, and but actually not a bad dirt track. Um, it was very nice. Looked a bit... I, I rode on it only yeah. once, but um, it was a funny story to be honest. It's about a seven-hour drive from Johannesburg, and um, thank goodness I just looked at the race card in Kimberley just to see what was going on because it was a big day, and I saw my name down. So I called the trainer and said, what's going on? Yeah. He says, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting that awesome down in Kimberley. I said, what? <laughs> I said, oh, are you serious? He says, yes, no, you've got to go. It's, it's, it's not a bad ride. I said, oh, are you kidding? Anyway, I got a lift down and driving off to about five hours. I said, uh, I said to the guy that was driving, I said, I think I can see Mount Kilimanjaro in the <laughs> on that spot. I said, I didn't bring my passport. It was just, oh, just flat and just straight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, great track, great um, a little venue where it's really country, where it's all tin roofs and the guy had to run down because he ran out of water in the jockey room. He had to run down and pump the water back up again. <laughs> I went, oh, this is beautiful. This is just so nice. It looked hot. I think I had, it was very hot, very, very hot. And um, the dust, Yeah. Uh, I, I still think I had soil underneath my fillings in my, my mouth. <laughs> I think that's what they got into. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was great experience, though. Great experience. Well, it's no longer. Um, they sold it. Sold it, which was disappointing because there were trainers that were there, were based there, and their families were there, and their kids went to school there. So, yeah, it was a little bit of a disaster. Um, they weren't happy about it, but like you say, they've had to move on and go to other centres, um, which is probably stronger. That's why Kimberley was the weaker centre, and um, and a lot of trainers used to take their horses there because it was weaker. But um, yeah, obviously now they're going to a little bit stronger centres. But anyway, that's 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 part of life, I guess. It is, Robbie. Great to catch up with you again. We could talk once again for hours. So we'll make sure I contact you in another six months, and we'll get you on for another chat. But uh, you're doing a fantastic job. It's always good to chat to you. You're a lot of fun, and uh, we wish you all the best going forward. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sam. I really appreciate the call. Thank you for the time. Thank Anya you, Robbie. Robbie. Thanks, Robbie. I always love chatting to Robbie Sam. Always, nice. always a lot of fun. You always feel as though you could go for about another hour or two, and we haven't even got into stories. You know, we could have talked about Macau, but unfortunately, we've only got a show that goes for an hour. There's not much we can do about it. So, he's a uh, world class jockey yeah, and and, and a top uh, bloke. Yeah, he is a great fella, and as you say, it's very interesting to 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 chat to Robbie. And it's, uh, we we I don't think we should wait six months to get him. Uh, we'll go. We'll just do it quarterly. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we better go for a, a, a break, finally. This is The Punter's Mate on SEM.
music tells us, Sammy, that the uh, sausage segment is here. Uh, I've got one for this week. I really have a strong one this week. Really? Yes, I do. But I'll let you go first because that's what I do. All right. Well, I'm just going to put it out there that what was going on on Thursday at Ipswich? Oh, that's right. Everyone gets to the track and then they go, oh, there's a wet patch. So the sausage, they turned the sprinkler on or the leaking sprinkler or they didn't walk yeah. the track or, I mean, you should get everybody there an hour before the races and then go, oh, this has happened. No, like, something. That's, that's, that's not good enough. And needless to say, I was on trackside and I did all the form for Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> so what I you're didn't saying, get to have a bet. Well, are you on trackside Monday? No. Because they've changed that meeting to Monday. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, right. So, uh, oh, so I can take my notes and, yeah. and back them all on Monday. Right I think uh, I think they've changed the times, but other than that, the fields remain the same and I'd say the scratchings get reinstated. So that meeting has been shifted to Monday. I'm on holidays tomorrow. I am on holidays tomorrow with uh, the, the Billy Lids. cheese and kisses and the Billy Lids and... Uh, no, do you think Nicole said? Do you think you can just not watch a race for a week? No. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that I didn't know that uh, I'm going on holidays and then getting punished." It's well. <laughs> so funny when you go on holidays, and I've done that. You go away for a couple of weeks or a week, and about three days in, you're looking at your phone, just watching. You know, I don't want to miss out on anything. What's going on? How are the races going? Jeez, I remember that. I was in my black book. Anyway, um, I, I said, I said, you know, but. Last night, we were just packing the caravan, and I said, I'm going to put that on the TV. And she goes, what? Why? And I said, well, one on the footy, yeah. and then one, one on the races. That's what you call a holiday. <laughs> uh, I've got one, and I can tell you I fell into this on Wednesday. Yasmeen for Chris Waller, who um, put in a pretty average run second up, but I thought, gee, back to midweek grade, good gate, small field, they'll roll forward. This is her chance, right? They did exactly, they rode to plans. Damien Thornton, I think, rode. One out, one back, travelling beautifully, just eases her three wide around the home turn, and she just went nowhere. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I think she actually went backwards. She's lost the plot, Yasmeen. She is a real Come sausage. Come on, Yazzie. A Come real on, Yazzie. sausage. And I, if she keeps up those runs, she will not be in the Chris Wallace stable for much longer. So Yasmeen, a definite sausage. Now, Sammy, time for some tips. Who do you like over the weekend? Okay, to no, Firstly, do you like the Blues? Are they going to beat uh, <sighs> Brisbane up here? Are they going to beat them? I know everybody has told me they've got no hope, okay. right? I am a Carlton supporter. Uh, it was so exciting last week. You know, just we, we actually went out for dinner. You didn't go to the game? We, we went out for dinner for my mother's birthday. She was 77. There was 27 Highlands there uh, <laughs> celebrating Marie's birthday. And... It got to, I'm not sure what time it was, but Paul, my oldest brother, said, righto, it's half time, and uh, everybody's got to get home to watch Carlton. And and so it all just it all just wrapped up from the Mount Erica very quickly. And, uh, and Aren't you glad yeah, you we, did? Were at, we were at home, and I'll tell you what, that was such exciting football. It was a good finish, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. it was, you know, and I'm not a big footy head, but that was, that was uh, so exciting. So... You know what? I th- I think they can do it. Go Blues, go Blues, and uh, it's the uh, Jim Maloney stakes tomorrow. And Jim Maloney is the very reason that I follow Carlton for as long as I can remember. Uncle Jim used to say to me, "SJ, 
you will follow Carlton. You will barrack for the Blues. So and you do. I think the Blues will get the money. Let's hope so. Uh, give them strength. Toowoomba, I am going race four, number six, Aaron Kerr. Uh, Toowoomba, race nine, number 10, our Magnus. And Caulfield, race two, number two, first immortal. It's short enough, but it will be winning. I am going. And I like Tuvalu, actually, too. All right. I am going Toowoomba, race Six, number six, Planned Encounter, best of the day. Race seven, number 12, hell of a deal to win the Toowoomba Cup for Mark Curry. And my own little mare, race three, number eight, April in Augusta. I think she'll run a cracker, Sammy. I'll be surprised yes, if she misses luck. a place. Good luck with yeah, her. I'm surpri- I'll be surprised if she misses a place, and I think she can win. Um, I think devastating is a big chance of rolling steady ready in the first, but we'll wait and see what plays out in the morning with that one. So they're my main three for Toowoomba. Rose Hill. Race four, number four, Osmosis. Trialed like a bomb the other day. I think it can win. And in the group one, the Golden Rose, I'm going to have something each way. Number eight, NCAP, to upstage those uh, stars. Shinzo, Militarized, Charmstone, Cylinder. Outstanding field. But I'm going to go with NCAP each way, number eight. Now, I've got some tips from Gibbo because he's on holidays. Plus, we waffled too long and we can't get him on anyway. Uh, He likes Planned Encounter as well. Race five, number six at uh, Toowoomba. Race five? No, it's race six, Gibbo. Write it down properly next time. Race six, number six, planned encounter. He likes Sydney, Rose Hill, Williamsburg in race seven. And Melbourne, he likes Stepardi in race number seven. And our tips from South Australian Racing Tips at Morfittville Parks tomorrow. Race two, number one, Bulls on Parade. Race five, number nine, Tantat Bow each way. Race six, number four, Chicago Storm. And there was one more. Race eight, Number six, Wonder Woman, each way. So best of luck, punters. Have a great weekend. Hope we found you a winner or three. We'll catch you same time next week on The Punters Mate.